Welcome to Insights, a production of J.P. Morgan Asset Management. Insights is an audio podcast that provides perspective on the opportunities and uncertainties facing investors today. Today's program, the Market Insights Notes on the Week Ahead. Hello, this is David Kelly. I'm Chief Strategist here at J.P. Morgan Funds. Today is December 14th, 2020. No parent can ever forget the day their child was born. From that moment on, you are completely responsible for another entirely helpless human being. And so you do everything you can to love them, to nurture them, to teach them, and to help them grow. At the start, their problems are little ones, and usually you can help them surmount them. But as they get older, you have to step back a bit. It's hard, particularly when they are struggling with tough problems. But you can't make friends for them, or take exams for them, or guide them in every choice they have to make. You can't smooth every obstacle in their path, and if you tried to do so, you'd prevent them from learning how to handle problems for themselves. As we look back at this traumatic year, we've all seen many small acts of bravery and kindness and brilliance. However, as a nation, America has really struggled through this pandemic. Our innate distrust of authority has led many to ignore public health advice contributing to greater economic disruption and a death toll now rising above 300,000. A similar distrust may well limit the numbers willing to take the vaccines that the biotech industry has produced in record time. In Washington, after the early passage of a huge relief package in March, both sides have slithered back into their partisan trenches, seemingly more willing to inflict pain on the economic victims of the pandemic than to cede an inch of ground in a bitter and unending political war. In this environment, it's natural for the Federal Reserve to want to do more to fix our problems. They'll meet on Tuesday and Wednesday of this week to discuss how they might do this. However, just as there are limits to what parents can do to truly help their children, there are limits to what the Fed can do to truly fix our ailments. Investors would do well to both recognize these limitations and to appreciate the unintended consequences of the Fed trying too hard to fix problems it just can't fix. Clearly, the Federal Reserve can't fix the pandemic, which continues to worsen with daily confirmed cases and deaths averaging over 200,000 and almost 2,400 respectively over the past week. The test positivity rate is still running above 10% and hospitalizations are continuing to rise, pointing to a very high death toll in the weeks ahead. On vaccines, the news is much better with the rollout of the Pfizer-BenenTech vaccine. While supplies of this vaccine may be limited to just 100 million doses in the US before June, The federal government has now exercised an option to increase purchases of the Moderna vaccine, if it's approved, to 200 million doses by the second quarter. Both of these mRNA vaccines require a double dose, so this would still be only enough to vaccinate 150 million Americans. However, if the Johnson & Johnson, AstraZeneca and possibly other vaccines are approved in the next few months, it should be possible to inoculate all Americans who want the vaccine by the end of the second quarter, as was asserted last week by Dr. Slowey, the chief scientific officer of Operation Warp Speed. Of course, logistical problems in implementing mass vaccination at the state level could cause delays. In addition, there may be a challenge in convincing enough Americans to take the vaccine. Recent polling by Gallup suggests that only 63% of Americans would be willing to get vaccinated right away. However, this number should increase if vaccination is perceived to be going smoothly, and if public officials physically roll up their sleeves themselves and take the vaccine in an effort to boost public confidence. Finally, given that 300,000 Americans have already died of COVID-19, if we assume a true mortality rate of 0.5%, then roughly 60 million Americans, or nearly 20% of the population, may already have some immunity to it. 
This could sadly easily build at 30% or more before vaccination provides a much safer path to herd immunity in the year ahead. Putting this all together, it seems reasonable to expect that vaccination and building natural immunity could effectively end the pandemic over the summer of 2021, and that by the fall of next year, the economy and our lives should be able to return to normal. If vaccine development has raced forward at warp speed, then to extend the Star Trek analogy, fiscal negotiations have stumbled along on impulse power. And unfortunately, the first impulse of the negotiators appears to be to grasp for political advantage rather than address the problems at hand. That being said, the next few days could finally see a coronavirus support package passed. On Friday, the president signed a one-week stopgap measure to prevent a government shutdown. However, even with this, by this Friday, an omnibus spending bill will need to be signed into law to avoid the government shutdown, and both Democrats and Republicans are aiming to attach coronavirus relief to this bill. The final package could well reflect a bill published last week by a bipartisan group of senators which included some relief for small businesses, some enhancement to unemployment benefits, some further money for state and local governments, and an extended moratorium on foreclosures. However, these measures are unlikely to be enough to prevent further layoffs in both the public and private sectors, and significant financial distress for shuttered small businesses, and for the more than 9 million Americans who have swelled the unemployment rolls or left the labour force since February. On Wednesday, the Federal Reserve will conclude their last meeting of the year. In their post-meeting statement, they may note both the negative economic impact of a worsening pandemic in the short run and greater hopes for a vaccine boosting economic conditions in 2021. In their forecast, they will likely increase their near-term assessments of economic growth, reduce their forecasts for unemployment and possibly raise their assessments of inflation slightly for 2021. Despite this, they will likely still see the unemployment rate running above 4% until 2023 and still signal their expectation that they will not raise short-term interest rates before the end of that year. Their position on asset purchases, however, may be somewhat more nuanced. The Fed may extend the duration of its bond purchases with an aim to suppress long-term interest rates. They could also commit to continue to buy treasuries in current or greater amounts until the pandemic has ceased to be an economic threat. While this sounds appropriate, if markets begin to believe in a slightly earlier than fear to end the pandemic, they might also begin to anticipate an earlier than expected tapering of bond purchases. This anticipation could drive 10-year Treasury yields above 1% within the next few weeks. Of course, the Fed could be tempted to do more. It could expand current bond purchases in a more significant manner to make up for a lack of fiscal stimulus. The Fed could also recommit to running a very easy monetary policy even further into the expansion. Such a commitment could well put further downward pressure on the dollar, boosting both our exports and the dollar value of international stocks and bonds. However, as was the case in the last decade, ultra-easy monetary policy is more likely to boost asset prices than economic output. In addition, super-easy monetary policy could indirectly worsen inequality while simultaneously increasing the risk of an eventual financial crisis. In his post-meeting remarks, Fed Chairman Jay Powell will likely once again convey understanding, empathy and a determination to do everything in the Fed's power to help offset the impact of the pandemic on ordinary citizens. However, he would do well to emphasise that a quick exit from the pandemic and the misery it has caused depends primarily on fiscal actions taken in Washington and on our collective determination to observe common-sense health protocols. Investors should, however, watch the Fed's messaging very carefully. If the Fed signals that it feels compelled to act more aggressively to compensate for a lack of focus in Washington or discipline among the general public, 
Investors should be positioned for continued low interest rates and a lower dollar in the short run, but the risk of higher inflation and greater fiscal stress when the pandemic is finally in the rearview mirror. Well, that's it for this week. Please tune in again next week. And if you have any questions in the meantime, please reach out to your J.P. Morgan representative. This content has been produced for information purposes only. And as such, the views contained herein are not to be taken as advice or recommendation to buy or sell any investment or interest thereto. Reliance upon information in this material is at the sole discretion of the recipient. The material was prepared without regard to specific objectives, financial situation, or needs of any particular receiver. Any research in this asset has been obtained and may have been acted upon by J.P. Morgan Asset Management for its own purpose. The results of such research are being made available as additional information and do not necessarily reflect the views of J.P. Morgan Asset Management. Any forecasts, figures, opinions, statements of financial market trends, or investment techniques and strategies expressed are those of J.P. Morgan Asset Management, unless otherwise stated, as of the date of production. They are considered to be reliable at that time, but no warranty as to the accuracy and reliability or completeness in respect of any error or omission is accepted. They may be subject to change without reference or notification to you. J.P. Morgan Asset Management is the brand for the asset management business of J.P. Morgan Chase & Company and its affiliates worldwide. J.P. Morgan Distribution Services Incorporated. Copyright 2018. J.P. Morgan Chase & Company.